Hi, I'm Roxanne, and I've been reporting everything Real Housewives and Bravo TV for the past 15 years, and now with my cousin Chantel. Hey, Roxanne. We're breaking down episodes and sharing exclusive content with your favorite and not-so-favorite Bravo TV stars. Listen to All About TRH wherever you get your podcasts. back and we are just all over the place today. Listen, I want to get into this because it's just been wild and everything is going on when it comes to the scandal and I'm receiving so many DMs about Sheena in this TMZ video and yes, we will be jumping right into all of that later, but we can't ignore the rest of our Bravo universe and that also includes the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Now I have to say I feel like these ladies probably feel like they got a little bit of a break after the scandal broke, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to mention it all. Now, before we jump in, if you guys haven't already, go ahead, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, get subscribed. Don't forget to hit that notification bell and let's welcome Ricky Cornish. Good morning. Thanks for having me back, my friend. I so look forward to doing this with you every time you reach out. So thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm just happy that you're always like willing to do it. I was telling you, so guys, I was, and I'm not even like one to be like, oh my God, you're so amazing. But I was telling Ricky right before we came on, we do so many collaborations over here on this channel, which we have the best time. But this energy back and forth and just how much knowledge and information like you provide and just your opinions and the way that it's easy to talk to you, I look forward to these recaps. Oh my I actually gosh. get nervous to message you about them too, though. I'm like, oh, is he going to be okay with this? Oh my gosh, Adam, you can literally DM me anytime. And no, seriously, I feel the same way about you. The energy is always so good. It's just easy and it's just fun. You know, I think that's the most amazing part about all of this when you could just have fun doing stuff like this because that's the whole point, right? So thank you for matching my energy so well. Oh my gosh, of course. And guys, if you're in the live chat, we have over a hundred and I believe almost 50 people in the live chat and we just kicked this off. Let us know. Let us know where you're from, where you're watching from, whether it's in the United States, Africa, Australia, we just want to know where you're all from. Um, Ricky, let's kick it off this way. If you could give this episode 1 to 10, 10 being the highest, what rating would you give it? Gosh, that's a very good question, Adam. I would probably give it like like an 8. That's kind of where I'm at. I'm thinking 8 because, listen, I love my chaotic housewives. And for me, like when things go really crazy, that's when I'll give it a 10. But given like the energy of this episode and we finally got some clarity and we also got some humor and there were a few different feuds going on, like, it, it you know, I might even change it to a 9. Like definitely an 8 or a 9. How about you? No, I think... A- you know, I did an after party last night and I gave it a solid eight. And it's funny because my husband teases me all the time and he goes, Adam, you have like nine personalities throughout the day. And last night I was like, guys, I don't know. Maybe right now I'm giving it an eight. Tomorrow I might wake up like a different monster and give it a different rating. But I committed. I committed to an eight. And I feel like an eight is solid. We had a lot of drama in this episode. Oh, yes. Honestly, plenty of drama that I could not get enough of. Like, keep it coming, ladies. Like, and now we're finally starting to see it crack, right? This foundation is finally cracking in ways that we've been speculating for so long. So I'm excited to see where this takes us the rest of the season. Well, I agree with you. And we know because Teresa came on my channel and she announced that her wedding special is going to be ending tor- or premiering towards the end of May. I'm really excited for that because as we can see, we're starting to get the drama that's leading up to it. But Let's just kind of pick up where the episode kicked off. I feel like everybody has to be wasted, hung over <laughs> as hell. I mean, and you clearly see this 
when all of the guys are coming out and they're all joking with each other, like you were drunk as shit last night. And I'm like, oh, not drunk. There's no way. Like when you said last week, I feel like this is like a fraternity and I couldn't keep up. I would be almost nervous to drink with these guys. I totally agree with you. Oh my gosh, totally. And honestly, I can relate. I went out last night and I was feeling a little rough this morning. So I can relate to these men when they're waking up the next day and talking about their hungover experiences. But oh my gosh, no, I wouldn't even be hungover if I partied with the husbands of New Jersey. I would be fighting for my life. Like I would be on like a ventilator, like in the hospital, like just hoping that I could see the next day and I could see sunlight because they go so hard. And it's and not age shaming or anything, but for their age, the fact that they drink so much, like it impresses me because me being in my 20s, the idea of drinking that much literally, I think, would put me in a coma. So it's wild to me. I mean, it's, I feel like they have to have like liquid IVs like hooked up in their homes. You know how some people have like maybe a home theater or like a little exercise room? I feel like they have all the IVs in those motherfuckers, especially at the Jersey Shore homes. And I also wanted to ask you because as they're kind of gathering together, we have a few conversations. One of them, would be with Jackie. Now, Jackie mentions to the group about how drunk Jennifer Aiden and Bill were. And she's like, honestly, I don't think that they even can stand to be around each other unless they're wasted. And I was thinking about you doing this recap when I heard her say that. And I'm like, I want to ask Ricky, do you think she's saying that because really that's her interpretation of them? Because they're giving everyone that smoking gun of just being wasted in front of them. So if you put yourself out there, of course, people are going to talk about it. Or is this another attempt for Jackie to kind of maintain relevancy in this season? Totally, totally. I mean, I will give Jackie a little bit of credit given the fact that she has been with Jennifer for so long, right? So she's kind of seen the different facets of, of that relationship. And we have seen Jennifer and Bill get pretty wasted from time to time. But to go as far as to say that they can only stand each other and those types of situations is so reckless. I mean, at the end of the day, they are a loving couple. They are parents to, you know, loving kids. We've seen many times throughout the show that they're always so happy together when they're with their kids and like they make the kids the priority and all of that. So to even insinuate that is so messy. And, you know, it's funny to me just everything Jackie is doing because Jackie literally broke down an entire season when anything was brought up about their relationship. Now, granted, those were some crazy rumors, right? And I understand why she got so upset, but I just find it so ironic that she's now turning around and talking about other people's relationships like so willy-nilly. Like, girl, you couldn't even handle it when it was you. So why are you doing this? Like, again, it's another attempt of like, girl, you're holding on to some relevancy and it's not landing right you're not landing the plane jackie but you are the richest housewife on the cast so maybe you don't need to i mean i would take that money and i would get some housewives lessons um okay so danielle is still we pan over to jennifer aiden's shore house that you love so much ricky if you guys didn't hear last week's episode ricky really loves the furnishings he loves the house he thinks it's amazing over the top true jersey style right Totally gorgeous, like better than the Paramus house. <laughs> okay, perfect. You don't need 16 bathrooms in that mother. Okay, so Danielle's pissed because Jackie keeps questioning this story about her brother. Now I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, she's explaining to you guys that, you know, they blocked each other on social media and they stopped having conversations after he found her to be incredibly annoying on her Instagram and other platforms, I'm sure, right? Well, they're like, that doesn't really make sense. She's like, no, that's what happened. I was disinvited from the wedding. This is the story. And Jackie starts kind of planting the seed with all of the other women. And she's like, listen, this story is not adding up. 
I didn't get along with my sister for a long time, and I'm telling you there's more to the story. Yeah, well, no shit, Jackie. This is 40 years of history between the two. I'm sure there's a lot more to the story, but obviously this was most likely based off of what Danielle's saying, the straw that broke the camel's back. What do you make of Danielle being or Jackie being so persistent on Danielle about I'm this? Over I'm over it. And this storyline. It's so stupid. Like it's so dumb. Like, Jackie, stop. Just stop. Every time she comes on the screen, I'm like, enough, enough, enough. Like, it's getting to just be so ridiculous at the same Like, it's just so blatantly obvious what she's doing. Like, she is trying to force this storyline as much as possible. And especially given the fact that, honestly, up to this point, Danielle really hasn't been giving her any attention whatsoever. Like, she really hasn't been trying to fuel Jackie's fire. Like, it's so obvious Jackie is, like, holding on to this to be a feud for the season, like she wanted this to be her main storyline, right? Especially as a friend, you know, we don't care. I mean, not that we don't care, but we're not as invested in your personal life because you're just a friend. So your whole role is to be, you know, on the sidelines and you kind of come in and out of the drama and whatnot. So it's very obvious Jackie was ho- was hoping that this feud with Danielle would be like her ticket into being relevant for this season. And it's not working danielle has been paying her dust this entire time jackie's trying to really force this storyline and it's just not working like i feel like the past two um recaps we've done today adam we both agreed that it's not a good look for her and we're still talking about it still to this day so i in my opinion it's not working it hasn't been working i don't see it working for her so i think if anything she needs to let this go and try and find somebody else to feud with (laughs) no i i totally agree with you because i also feel like she's doing this and the way the reason that i think that it's really not landing is because the most annoying part of it is you're talking behind her back. These aren't even concerns that you're bringing up to her. You're planting seeds and you're talking shit. And it just doesn't look cute, especially when the other women have the ability to be like, oh, if something's being said, let's have the conversation. But it seems like Jackie doesn't have the ability to have the conversation with the person that she's actually talking about, which is not the same Jackie I remember, especially with the way that she went in on Teresa on her first season, you know? Mm-hmm. But you're getting a completely different Jackie this time. I saw a tweet... Uh, this morning that basically was like, this is like a whole new negative side of Jackie that we have not seen. Like this demotion clearly really messed with her psyche and it brought out a whole other side to her that we have not seen before. And you know what? Out of all of this, it just makes me sad. It makes me sad that Jackie is trying so hard to like stay relevant on the show when girl, like you just don't need to do it. Like Danielle's done nothing to you. If anything, it would have been way more entertaining if she would have went after Teresa or went after Jennifer, given the fact that she actually has history with those women. Or how about this, Jackie? Shake it up. Go after Margaret. Go after Melissa. Give us something that would actually be interesting. But you just picking on the new girl for no reason just isn't working. It's not working. It just screams bitter, Betty. She took your job and now you're not happy about it. But okay, Jackie, we're going to move on. We can't give you all the attention, even though we know that you would love us too. We're sending you all the best though, Jackie. You are still the richest housewife on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Richest friend of... Richest cast member. Okay, Jackie, you are the richest cast member. Now, I want to take this over to this whole situation where it feels like Teresa and Joe are really coming out and telling us what happened behind the scenes. That damn pizza gate. We get pizza gate, puppy gate, baby gate. I don't know, all kinds of gates. And now we have this pizza gate where Joe had an idea, right? He had an idea to honor his late father, Nono. And he wanted to come up or come out with this pizza oven. And he wanted to name it the Nono. Well, he brought this to Louie and Teresa. And he really wanted to partner up with his sister and do this business venture. 
Louis was supposed to be the guy who was going to put the money into it. And he had the $250,000 that Joe needed to kind of kick this off. Well, they both... It's so crazy because they always have two totally different renditions of the story. So it's really so hard to keep up with. But apparently from what we're hearing, he said, okay, Louis going to throw some money into it. Let's all do this together. Louis spoke with his attorney and said, if you're putting down the 250, I think you should give Joe 5%, not 50%. And Joe's like, what kind of shit is that? Mm -hmm. I'm the one who came up with the idea. It was my idea, your money, we're 50-50. And then come to find out, he learns that boxes were delivered and now it's being called skinny pizza. And he's like, okay, now I'm pissed. What are your thoughts about all of this? So I'm going to be honest with you. Like the whole business side of things really confuses me. Like all of this lingo and 50-50 and you do this and you invest this. Like that all is so above me. Like I am not a businessman whatsoever. So at first, as I'm watching this unfold, I'm like confused, right? And I'm thinking it's me, right? I'm thinking like, oh, Ricky, like you just don't get business. Like this doesn't make sense to you. But honestly, I hate to say it, but I really feel like the way Joe was telling the story was so confusing. Like, I just didn't understand it. It definitely felt like he was skipping over pieces or he was giving very much a one-dimensional version of the story. He was sharing his version of things. I guarantee you, if we had Teresa do like a side-by-side and she went down these events, she would have a completely different story. Like, the way I was trying to interpret this was just from Joe's point of view and it wasn't making sense. Like there were so many different things that didn't make sense to me. Like, okay, you're going into this together, but why didn't Joe invest any money? Only Louie did. And then why did all of a sudden Teresa change the name of the pizza? Like, and especially we all know Teresa loves her dad as much as anybody. So why would she want to change the name from Nono's pizza to, to skinny or skinny girl pizza? Like, That didn't make any sense to me. So it just felt like Joe's story had so many gaps in it. And I feel like we need to talk about this more because if this really was the thing that really kind of started the real downfall of this relationship between Joe and Teresa, we need more clarity here because there's just not enough things adding up for me. Right. And this was a great point. Susan Vivian said, Teresa and her girls ran with skinny pizza. What would Bethany Frankel think of that after... Mm -hmm. She ripped Sonia. And I mean, well, she didn't call it skinny girl pizza. But yeah, it does kind of hit a little close to home. And who knows? Bethany Frankel has, I feel like, an item in every department. She might have a skinny girl pizza by now. (laughs) Well, and my thing is, why would Teresa change it to that? What does skinny girl pizza even mean? Why would Teresa want that to be the name? Or or more so, why would she change it from No-No's Pizza? to skinny girl pizza that's a why would she even want to do that in the first place and b why would she do it without checking with joe first like there's so many questions when it comes to the story well i'm guessing they didn't run with it because she said that louis ended up losing out on 200 or losing two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. and i'm wondering if he called this a loss and he lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. why how like if you already invested the money why not just hire somebody put them in charge and then pump out the product Mm-hmm. exactly it still doesn't make any sense like so where did that money go where right. is business like what's going on like you just are we stalled like we're not agreeing on who owns what like th- there's just so many questions when it comes to the story they just made it sound like yeah this thing didn't work out and now we hate each other and it's like well, how did we get from point a to point b like it just feels like there's so many things we're not understanding right i mean two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. you guys must have ordered like 15,000 pizza ovens in order to spend that kind of money. And where the where are all of the pizza ovens? I have so many questions and it's still 
not adding up. I really hope Andy Cohen, and he always delivers, but I hope that he kind of asks for clarification on this because it's just for fans. They're left so confused, but fear not, guys. We will get back to the no-nos pizza of it all. Now, (laughs) on top of this, um, I wanted to get into the whole Rachel Fuda of it all, right? She's throwing a brunch and she likes a good theme. I feel like the Jersey ladies love a good theme. We have a drunk mermaid. She's off to the side. I mean, if I'm going to hire a mermaid, I'm okay with her being drunk. If you have to lay there in a tail with a blow-up clam and you're all like intoxicated and whatnot, not only did I hire you to kind of add to the theme, but now you're giving us entertainment. I'm good with that, right? Absolutely. Well, my big thing is I was like, why isn't the mermaid in the pool? That's what I'm trying to understand. I'm like, this mermaid's like off to the side, like just kind of like flailing, like in the corner. (laughs) I don't even know what to make of it. I thought it was typical housewives, like campy moment. Like there's that little humor you got to sprinkle in amidst all the chaos that went down at that brunch. It's always nice to have like this little, um, this little moment. I just actually watched the after show right before I hopped on with you. And they included this really funny clip, I guess, Jen Fessler, like made like kind of parodied her and like was flailing in the corner and they played it in the after show and it was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it, Jen Fessler, she was funny. She's when she came in and she's like, I just don't understand. Like what is with like, we have the one lady dancing in the love bubble at Teresa's. Then we have this mermaid. What is going on? We have the, you know, hula dancers at the Gorga's house, but the food looked great. So Rachel, we're not upset with you. And everyone starts arriving to this party. I don't know if you clocked that bacon. It looked so good. I was starving after saying that. Um, so good over there. <laughs> yes, they eat so good. I need to go to Jersey. And then I still have to try. What is that thing that you said I had to try? It's a dessert. The cannoli bar. The cannolis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Very important. And you know what? Here's how we'll get in, Adam. We'll be the mermaids at the next party. <laughs> yes. I will be your drunk mermaid. And we will just tear the hell up out of the cannoli bar. That's exactly what we're going to do. You know what? It's wild now that we know that we're going to, I'm sure unless we meet before this, now that we know we're going to meet in Vegas for BravoCon, I think we need to set aside like 15 minutes and go find a cannoli. I'm going to vlog it. I'm going to take this to Up and Adam Channel 2 because I can't even believe... I didn't try... Vegas is like a place for me to try things. I didn't try ketchup till I was 21 and it was in Vegas. So cannolis are next. I already, literally, as we're talking about this, I had at least two places like pop into my head that I'll take you to that have great cannolis in Vegas. So buckle up, sister. (laughs) We're doing it. All right. (laughs) Okay, so let's get back into all of it because I feel like, um, well, Rachel, Rachel, pixelated photo, ends up throwing this party. And of course, Danielle comes in and she's like, Margaret, let me talk to you. Margaret, I just wanted to kind of bring up this whole situation. I feel a little uncomfortable. And Margaret's like, oh, great. You want to have the conversation? Let's have the conversation. Margaret's telling Danielle, I don't like the fact that you're going around and telling everyone that I have an arsenal. And she's like, well, I don't think it's fair because Rachel was a part of this conversation with me. And it's not fair that I'm necessarily the only one getting the heat for this. Margaret kind of claps back with, well, you're you're sitting there and you're planting this, you know, seed that I'm maybe a shady person when really you haven't even had the chance to get to know me. I get both sides. You have Danielle getting everybody in her ear and she's like, well, everyone's telling me that you're dangerous. So I'm going to kind of watch out. And then you have Margaret like, hey, be an adult and form your own opinion. So in true housewives fashion, Danielle's like, hold on, let's call Rachel over here. 
<laughs> Here we get Rachel. This is great. I feel like that's exactly what we needed because I love a good call out moment. And Rachel just got called out at the Gorga. So she's having one hell of a time at the Jersey Shore. Okay. And Danielle's like, why would you bring this back to Margaret if you weren't trying to stir shit? And she's like, I brought it to her because it's what you said. You're the one who said it. It wasn't to make you look bad. You said something. I repeated it. And Danielle's looking at her like, oh, okay, girl. At first, I thought we were going to be cool because we're starting this journey together. But now I see exactly what you're doing. So fool me once. Shame on me. You're not fooling me again. What Mm. were your thoughts? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I thought the whole thing was honestly kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. It almost felt like a little like we're kind of pushing again, like the storyline a little too much. I didn't really see why Margaret was that pressed, mainly because we saw Danielle in the locker room at Dolores's event go up to Margaret and say, yo, like, this is what Teresa and Jen told me about you. Like, this is like kind of what I'm doing, like, blah, blah, blah. And then Margaret like defended herself and said like this, that, and the other. And Danielle was like, well, I'm just going to like make my own opinion about things and whatnot. So I don't really understand why Margaret is still pressed over this. Like Danielle literally came to you and told you, like, I've had these conversations with them. This is what they told me, like, blah, blah, blah. So I don't really know why Margaret is like feeling some type of way. Like we've already kind of talked about this a little bit. But on the flip side, I also don't really understand why Danielle is so pressed about Rachel bringing it up because Rachel's right. I mean, Danielle, not only did you talk about it when you talked about it with Rachel, but you also literally brought it up to Margaret's face too. Like we've we've gone over this already. So I'm just kind of confused as to why we're like still keeping this going. I can kind of see why that word arsenal, I guess, would be like a little triggering for Margaret a little bit where she's like, okay, we talked about this, but now you're saying I have an arsenal and Rachel's bringing it up. But here's my thing. Are they wrong? I think we all know that Margaret has an arsenal. We all know that she digs and that she has information on all of these women. So, I mean, maybe that word doesn't make Margaret look the best, but at the same time, I don't think she's wrong. You know what I mean? Right. But then, you know, I'm trying to think about it too. If you really feel like Margaret could be so dangerous and have this arsenal of information, is she really the one that you want to start talking about or piss off? Because I would think maybe that's the one that you want to be on your side, but it's already so clear. And I think we mentioned this last week that we have a cast divided. They're not even trying to get to know each other at this point or bond. It's a clear divide. We see it. Right. And by the way, I also see, since we have this clear divide, Jackie, and I, I know we're going back to Jackie for a second, but Jackie last week is sitting there talking to Jennifer Aiden and Jennifer opens up about, you know, with my husband right now, we're not necessarily agreeing on how we're raising the kids. And then Jackie, I'm like, you guys finally had a moment where maybe we might be okay. Then you just bring that right to the food or brunch and drop that bomb and just let all of the other ladies know, oh yeah, I don't think they're getting along because they're they're really struggling to figure out how the they, you know, how they can raise the kids and which way to raise the kids. Is it really all about scholastics or is it about just love and you know providing a safe environment for them? Do you want an average kid? Do you not want an average kid? Don't call my kids average. It's a whole conversation. But is it really something for Jackie to bring up to the group? No. Jackie, <laughs> sit down. Sit down, Jackie. <laughs> Sit down, Jackie. I like that. And Teresa told her, get the out of my face, Jackie. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she was. She was. I think this was it. Oh, yeah. 
No, literally, Teresa spoke on behalf of the audience. And listen, I'm I'm coming across as like a total Jackie hater, and I promise I have nothing against the girl. I'm just not loving this performance this season. And I love that Teresa was like, girl, shut up. Get out of my face. Like, why are you even chiming in? Like, get out of here. And I love that Teresa kind of gave it to Jackie because, you know, I, I will say, like, Jackie has gotten Teresa a couple times good in the past. But at the end of the day, we all know that Teresa runs circles around these women at the end of the day. So I think, you know... Jackie needed to hear that from Teresa to be like, girl, you're doing too much. You know, keep it quiet. Well, what did you think actually? I mean, because I know we have to get back into the drama of the ladies and all of that. But when Rachel Fuda's husband came over and he said, hey, take a look at this video. It was Louie with Danielle's husband. And I think it was Bill. And he's like, guys, I just want to tell you that first it's all about forgiveness and take God into your heart and live every single day like it's your last and be kind. And they're like dying laughing over this video. So then Joe Gorga decides to make his own video, kind of mocking Louie. I personally thought it was hilarious what Joe did. But then I was reading on Twitter, people were like, grow up, Joe. And I'm like, he knows he's filming a TV show. If this is the, like, they do so much worse. This is pretty cotton candy. I think it's appropriate. Oh, God, yeah. And you have to keep in mind, these husbands do not act their age at all. I mean, they act like, like you know, kids that you, like, would see on the schoolyard, like, growing up. I mean, that's really how this group of guys act. I mean, we see the way they act at these parties and all that. We've talked about, uh, talked about it. It's very much like a fraternity in college. Like, the maturity level is not really there when it comes to these men. So I would not be surprised if that Joe Gorga would pull an antic like that. I mean, that just kind of seems like quintessential Joe Gorga. Like, and especially given the fact that he and Louie aren't on the best terms, as we know. Like, it doesn't surprise me that he would parody Louie for another cringeworthy video. Poor Louie. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're going to get into the poor Louie of it all because we have, it starts here. Melissa was upset on the very, like when we first started this episode, because she, one, she's upset for her brother and she's like, this is your only family. And the conversation comes up again about her family not being invited to the wedding. Now she feels like this is just a slap in the face to her family because she's like, my mother has been nothing but good to you, Teresa. And Teresa's like, Rewind. Let's go back to the christening and go on Twitter. I might forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Now insert Louis. Louis is sitting here and all of the women have different opinions about this whole Melissa Gorga's mom not being invited. But Louis coming in and he's like, you guys have years of history that I haven't been a part of. And now I just want to try to fix this. So he's like, Melissa, can I talk to you for a second? Come over here. Let's sit down and talk. Let me hold your hand. I'm like, not hold your hand, Louie. Joe's going to punch you in the mouth. You can't hold her hand. So then he's talking to her and he's like, how do we make this right? Where do we go from here? I tried having a conversation with your mother. And Melissa didn't back down. She was like, listen, if you want to fix this shit, talk to your future wife. He's like, I'm getting married in 31 days. I don't know if you clocked this one too, but 31 days turned into 28 days when he was talking to them in the car. And I'm like, is it 28 or is it 31? Where are we at with the wedding right now? Do you know, Louie? Because now I'm a little confused. That's a three-day difference. Maybe you said the wrong one. Maybe I'm harping on it too much. Maybe I got drunk with the mermaid. I don't know. (laughs) My point is, though, now Joe comes up and he starts talking with them. And when Joe's talking, he's like, what's going on? Let me into the conversation. And Louie's like, I just want to make this right. How do we move forward? Then here comes Teresa. Mm -hmm. Teresa came in like a bat out of hell. And she gets very reactive. She's going through therapy. She's trying not to be so reactive. But I noticed 
when he couldn't calm her down or control her in this situation, he also got reactive, which got Melissa to sort of provide this point that it's almost like Louis is kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. She's pretty much explaining it like he wants so bad to be this guy's motivation and wake up every day like it's, you know, the most beautiful day and do something productive, make your bed. And now you started off your day and you accomplished something. And it's like, okay, we see that side of him. And then there's the other side, like, God damn it, Teresa, sit down, let me talk. And I'm like, that's a little frightening. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? Oh my gosh, Adam. It felt like a tennis match when it came to Louis, you know, personality and his behavior. Like the way one minute we're trying to make the peace, the next minute, like you are a bitch boy, Joe. It's like, what, what are we doing? Like I was so lost. Then seeing him chase after them and he's talking to them in the car and he's like trying to make the peace. Like it was just very, very confusing. Like I did not know what to make out of all of this. And I hate to say it like, cause I think Louis at the end of the day is a nice guy, but he is just very uncomfortable to watch on TV. And I, I mean that in the nicest of ways. Like I know it's not a nice thing to say, but like, I'm just very uncomfortable watching him. Like I can't even really describe it. Like the vibe he gives off. Like, I don't know. Like I just don't really like get comfortable watching him. And also like, I personally think Louis has been through so much as we know, like with his exes, like, I don't think we really know the full story of everything, but I'm pretty sure like things got physical at times. And like, there was a lot of craziness that happened with Louis and his exes. So in a lot of ways, I feel like Louis obviously has gone to a lot of therapy and he's tried to work on himself because I think that's one thing that him and Teresa actually have in common is I think Louis is very reactive and I think he has triggers that's like based on things that he's gone through in the past. So he's had to go through a lot of therapy to calm him down. So I think we were watching that happen play out in real time in this episode where like his therapy was helping him like try and be calm and make the peace and hold the hands and like all of that. But then like that inner rage that he has within him was like coming out at times too, when he was saying like, I'll go punch him in the face and I'll go do all this. So I think his mind was all over the place and trying to handle this and he was doing the best he can. But at the same time, like he couldn't handle some of his, you know, impulses, if that makes sense. I know I wanted to take away his pillow and be like, calm down. You don't have the pillow right now. You don't get to talk. Let's give the pillow to somebody else who might be a little bit more. Let's give the pillow to Melissa right now. Everybody else has to be quiet because Melissa has the pillow. But there were a few points that were brought up in some things that I just wanted to see how you reacted to them. Now, Teresa said, Melissa has daddy issues. And normally, if somebody said something like this, you would think, okay, daddy issues. But then when you get the context of her dad passed away, I believe it was when she was 16 and he was in a car accident. and you know, all these other things. I mean, I feel like that might be like a punch to the gut. You have daddy issues because your dad died when you were a teenager. Was that too far? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm a gay man. So the phrase daddy issues is thrown out like every other week. I (laughs) I mean, like that is a very common phrase that's thrown around. So for me, like listening to it, like it's not that triggering, but at the same time, I do see how that, completely does cross a line honestly like melissa as we've seen throughout the years has been very like vocal and has like broken down many times talking about the loss of her father and everything like that's something that's really 
you know, personal to her. So for Teresa to even honestly mention it really wasn't cute. That's not the thing that you want to say about somebody. And I get at this at this stage, like they've been going back and forth over everything. So any little thing that they'll say, they're kind of just saying at this point. Right. Um, and I don't think they mean to do as much harm as they're doing on both sides. But things like that, that are just so personable and that really hurt another human being, you just don't ever bring them to the surface because it's just not appropriate if you ask me. It's like, don't bring up the parents, don't bring up the kids. Right, exactly. Well, Jackie even felt like this was a problem because she ends up telling Teresa, she's like, you know, that's not right. She interjected and Teresa's like, get the f*** out of my face. And that's when we got that moment. But Teresa was already stewing on Jackie for a second. I mean, not really. She was stewing by herself, listening to Jackie's interaction with Danielle, trying to explain why is my story about my brother not enough? Jackie's like, I'm just not buying it. And she's like, okay, I'm not trying to sell you anything. And why would I want to be friends with you guys? If I'm telling you a story, you're not believing it. What are you trying to do here? I saw where somebody in the live chat said, I feel like, and I thought about this conspiracy theory too. I think I mentioned it before. Danielle might be trying to get her brother and her sister-in-law on the show. And when I did my interview with Teresa, I asked her, I said, this is a conspiracy theory, but it happened to you. You know, the Gorgas came on and you weren't expecting them to show up. Do you think producers would go to Danielle's brother and sister-in-law and try to get them on the show? She's like, well, Danielle said that they would never, you know, come on the show. And I'm like, well, that's what Danielle says. But if somebody hands them a fat paycheck, who knows what they'll do, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know, if anything, I think this episode kind of further proved that your conspiracy theory is very much valid because the only thing I was kind of thinking for Danielle with, you know, Margaret coming to her and saying, like, why are you saying all this? And then Rachel talking about it. Like, these women, quite frankly, are handing Danielle a storyline. Like, you know, it's kind of funny. Like, what I love about this is honestly, Danielle didn't even have to do much. All Danielle said, like, to what, Melissa and then and the women at that, uh, at Jessica or J- uh, Jennifer Fessler's house, like, she just kind of mentioned, like, yeah, this is the dynamic with me and my brother, but it was over Instagram and we're working on it. And then, like, that was it. All these other women decided to take it upon themselves to talk about it and question, like, what really happened and all of that. So they literally handed Danielle a storyline. So sometimes I kind of laugh at Jackie because I'm like, girl, like, if you really wanted the full time spot, you gave Danielle a full-blown storyline. Like, you didn't have to do it. If you would have just dropped it when Danielle was bringing up her brother, that could have easily been dropped as a storyline. That didn't need to keep being brought up, but you did. So, in a way, I kind of feel like the women are doing Danielle a big favor by bringing this up. And yeah, if anything, it's pushing this conspiracy theory even more because the more and more they're talking about this brother. Listen, we even saw Margaret say in her confessional that she has no problem calling the brother and the sister-in-law. So... Listen, I mean, it could potentially further that conspiracy theory. And that's how you know. You know, I I also want to add into this too. There's one thing, and I really love Danielle as a newbie. I'm loving all of our newbies. I think that this is a really solid cast. But for Danielle to keep walking away from every situation, I'm like, you have to stay put. But I'm wondering, because Margaret called her a drama queen, is she walking away because she's just doing the most? Or is she walking away? And I think maybe I asked you this before because she knows if I stay in the situation, it's not going to be cute. So I'm going to remove myself. Like, do you think it's because she's trying to avoid the confrontation and she can't handle it or because she knows what she's capable of? Listen, it's the biggest eye roll in the world for me when a housewife says, you don't want to mess with me. Like, I'll give it to you. Like, don't cross my line, whatever. And then they do. And then they walk away. So what is it? 
you know, what is it? So if we come for you, are you going to give us a show? Are you going to give us something? Or are you going to keep leaving? Because so far you're just leaving. And Dolores is very guilty of this too. Like we know Patterson Dolores is a thing, but we've seen Dolores like walk away from a lot of situations in the past. And I'm like, so where is it? My thing is you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot by saying, oh, I'm, I'm tough. Like, don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. Then when someone like comes to you and tries to give you a moment, you keep walking away. So you're letting the fans down in the process because you're telling us that you're not someone to mess with, but then you're like running away from each and every situation. So you're not giving us this tough girl person that you're putting out. Now, I will say Danielle is tough from what we can see. And I definitely wouldn't want to mess with her in the wrong ways. But at the same time, like, don't keep saying like, you don't want to mess with me. But then you keep walking away and running away from every confrontation. Like you got to stay put as a housewife, especially if they're all coming at you. Like that's your opportunity to like stand your ground and like really make it known that this is not something that I want to talk about anymore. Like you guys have the story wrong. Like just clear the air or make it make it work. Stop running away, especially if you're going to talk about how you're so tough. You know what I mean? Right. Danielle would never make it on Mob Wives. No, no. no. They'll chase her out. <laughs> yes, they would have chased her out. And I fully agree. I think that if you're going to sit there and she's like, it's coffee talk and you're, you know, like you're talking a big game, you really just have to at that point. Yes, I understand that you might know that you might react so big, whatever. We're an adult. And I love Danielle, but you're an adult and you're put into a situation. People are put in situations every day where they could potentially pop off and they have to sit through those situations, whether it's a work environment, friends, social circles, whatever. And this is all of the above. So yes, I think that she should have sat there and took it on the chin and just went and you know, kind of said whatever she had to say and then been like, we're deading this. Not just constantly storming off. And she missed the best part. She missed the blow up with Teresa, Melissa, Joe, and also Louie. And I wanted to bring this up to you too. Teresa feels like the Gorgas had a problem with her not inviting Melissa's mom. And she's like, if you guys had a problem, you should have called me and not went around and talked to all of these strangers and talk shit about me to everybody. But then Joe came back and he was like, well, listen, I think that's a little bit of a contradiction because I called Louie and I called Gia over the bridesmaid situation and nothing was done about it. And I was like, listen, Teresa, don't do this. It's going to create a divide in the family. She's like, you didn't call me. And I'm like, oh, man, Joe, you didn't call her. That's, what do you say to that? I mean, honestly, well, that, that again, this is my biggest question. It just goes to show that they really have no relationship whatsoever. Why didn't you call her? Like, it doesn't right. make any sense to me. If this is the issue, you want your sister to have your wife as a bridesmaid, call your sister. Why are you calling Gia? I mean, I could kind of see Louie a little bit, but like, that is your sister. And your issue was the fact that your sister didn't ask Melissa to be a bridesmaid. So why didn't you call her? Like, I just don't get it. I actually agree with this too, only based off of last season and the way that I, I feel like Joe and Melissa really kept their mouth shut last season when everyone kept on bringing all of the red flags surrounding Louie to the table. And they would sit there and they would look at each other or their eyebrows would raise, but they never really spoke on it. And then we got the finale where Louie was like, all of these people, all of these women are trying to like come out and come after me. And Joe was like, if it was one, maybe, but this many... I have questions, Louie. So he already felt in his mind that there might have been something questionable about Louie to begin with. And somebody, I mean, let's leave Gia alone. She's out here living her best influencer life. Yeah. And she's trying to go to law school. And she's trying to be Elle Woods and also like 
Instagram fan, which she is. And Will Smith's out here singing Waking Up in the Morning. Like she's busy. <laughs> she's booked and busy. So why are we calling Gia? I think that we should have went straight to the source, called Teresa and just had, I would have been like, Teresa, I understand you're busy. You live right up the street. Can I come have a conversation with you? What? Why are you laughing at that? Because it's so true. This is the way you say you live right up the street. Exactly. Like you don't even need a phone call. Walk to the house, knock on the door and say, hey, can we just figure this out? Like, I don't understand what's going on. The lack of communication is baffling to me. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of moments for Louis. Didn't you say at the beginning of this that you felt like he's a little awkward? Yes. Cringy. I mean, when he said, you know, at night I wear your your father's pajamas because I want to make the girls feel safe and loved. And Joe just looks, they didn't even give his reaction, but I love how editors put that in there for a moment. And then we just pan right over that. Like we don't even get a Joe reaction. And again, Joe and Melissa end up exiting the party. When they exit the party, they're trying to pull out, but they have a fancy enough car that doesn't let them back up if they're too close to another car. That is, I mean, I didn't grow up with cars like this. No. My cars don't tell me what to do. I tell them what to do, but I also am not driving a six-figure car. So now I know this is a good thing, Adam, that you don't drive a six-figure car. Anyways, getting back to it, he's like, we can't back out because Louie's right behind us. So Joe goes storming right back in and he's like, hey, Louie, can you move your car? But Margaret is sitting down talking to Teresa and this sparks up a whole other problem. He's like, oh, Margaret, the one that ruined our family, you're talking to her and just flips out. And Joe or Louis like, Joe, 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 no, no. And Joe's not stopping. Teresa's now sparked up again. And this is where Louis like, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. I just, I don't know. I think Dolores said this best. I think that this is sort of the end of an era. And last week, another question that I asked Teresa was, in your therapy, like you're enjoying therapy. You're also doing this podcast with Melissa Feaster, Namaste Bitches podcast. And it's great. It's like up right, like right up there in the charts. So you're doing really well. And that's also another outlet for you to talk about things where you're not put into a heated situation for ratings all the time. You get to be a lot more authentic. She's like, yes, I'm enjoying the therapy of it all. So I'm like, okay, would you go to therapy with your brother? She's like, absolutely not. That chapter is closed. Moving on. I'm like, would you film with them? No. I'm like, so then what are we going to do? I mean, I personally think it's Teresa's show. I really do. I think a lot of people might disagree with me on that, but I just think it's her show. I really do. I mean, it says it on my shirt. It says it's my show. It's her, we're ending the season with her wedding people. Like it's literally her show. So if they can't film together, I hate to say it, but Melissa and Joe got to go. I mean, I think that's just going to have to be the consensus. Like, I don't, it's going to be very interesting to see what the producers do, because if they really are that much at, well, first off, they have to film the reunion. I don't think they filmed that yet. So we know they still no. have to film the reunion at least. Um, so there's still some filming that still needs to be done to wrap up this season. But when it comes to next season, I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how bad they're at because I personally think there's nobody who loves being on the real housewives of New Jersey more than Joe Gorga. I think he loves being on the show. I think he loves the fame. I think he loves it all. And I don't know if you would be really willing to give it up just because he and Teresa aren't getting along. I think he would do whatever he could not only to keep himself on the show, but to keep Melissa on the show. So like, is this family feud really going to result in a pink slip, you know, for Melissa and Joe? 
I don't know. At least if that's what Teresa is telling you in your interviews, that's the way it's looking right now, if you ask me. Well, but then again, you know, could she give an ultimatum? Yes. But also Andy has said in the past, and so have some of her castmates who don't necessarily enjoy being around her the most, that she never complains about showing up for work. She's always there on time. She's always clocked in, ready, and she never gives ultimatums, right? So if that's the case and she knows her place within the network and knows that she doesn't have that control... Maybe she would just say, we're going to film separately, just like at BravoCon. And it's not like New Jersey is the only place where we're having this problem. We're going to have this problem going into Vanderpump Rules season 11, if Tom and Raquel are still together, because it's like, how the hell do we have Raquel film if nobody will film with her except for Tom Sandoval? So we're seeing this in two totally different places in two of our highest rated franchises on Bravo. I'm curious to see how producers in the network are going to navigate this. Really, I am. Because Andy loves both of them and they haven't filmed the reunion. Joe's definitely going to pop off. I feel like Louie's going to pop off. Teresa. I mean, this is going to be a bloodbath. Louis also, though, I feel like he knows how to keep his composure in the moment for the most part. We didn't see that last night, but he'll he'll go into it knowing this is like probably 13, 14 hours of filming. And whatever happens here is going to be all over TV. So I'm not going to react. I'm going to namaste the shit out of this. And I'm going to take breathing classes right before. (laughs) For real. And honestly, I think he actually tries too hard to keep the peace. Because we all know, like, when Teresa is in her moment where she's popping off, you cannot calm her down. You can't. And if anything, you trying to tell her to calm down is just going to, like, light her up even more. And that scene where it was, what, Rachel, Margaret, and Teresa, and Louis, and Louis was like, you're not listening, you're not listening, like, blah, blah, blah. It was just like, it's just like, do you not know how to handle this woman? Like, we all know when Teresa's angry, she's angry. Like, there's no calming that woman down. So you kind of, like, talking down to her and everything, I don't think that might work. I mean, maybe it might a little bit, because we know Teresa obviously loves Louie, and, like, she'll hear what he's saying. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes Louie just tries to fix the situation as much as possible. And sometimes you just need to let people, like, air it out. Like when they're that mad, just let them get it off their chest and then they can like take a deep breath and then you can move forward. But like trying to like overcorrect someone or like shut them down as they're like reaching a boiling point. I think if anything, that makes the situation even worse. So I think it's great that Louis tries to keep the peace as much as possible. But I think at the end of the day, like he still has a tough time trying to manage everything at once. You know, Teresa's a lot to handle and I think she would admit that herself. (laughs) I agree with you. I agree. Well, guys, as you know, we ended off this episode with the mid-season trailer, which we've already talked about it. So before we end up leaving this recap, don't forget to smash that like button, show some love. And tonight you can join us on our second channel. It's like our messy little sister Hellion channel up in Adam 2 for our Vanderpump Rules after party at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Ricky, what are you looking forward to most throughout the rest of the season based off of the mid-season trailer? I'm definitely looking forward to that Ireland trip for sure. Like I'm excited to see. We haven't, first off, we haven't seen an international trip in years. Yes, I didn't even think about that. Yes, it's literally been years. We've been so used to the Jersey Shore for eons. So it's so exciting that we now we get to see them get in an airplane and go somewhere. And I think that's going to be super interesting just to see the way they navigate everything. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if anybody else watching this agrees. I was actually so underwhelmed with that mid-season trailer. I was kind of like, is this it? Like, hopefully there's a little bit more. I mean, and, and obviously there will be. But I was a little underwhelmed with it. But I am holding out hope that the Ireland trip will not only be super fun, 
but we'll hopefully like bring some of these confrontations to a head and we'll be able to get to the bottom of some of this. You know, it's because you got the Scandaval mid-season trailer and at the end, do you need anything for you to die? You know, like it's like, you, I think that's what happened. I think it's like where we can't even compare right now. Yeah. And I, I spoke with, I mean, let me be very vague about this. I spoke with someone from Bravo the other day. And I do believe when it comes to the people, like each franchise almost has like handlers, people who just navigate like their press and just everything for them. Everything that we don't get to see. Like this is a well-oiled machine, but there are people working hard as hell behind the scenes. And I know for a fact that they were like, Tom cheated on Ariana with Raquel. And now nobody is talking about Teresa, Melissa, Joe, and Louie for like two seconds. Thank God. (laughs) But wait for the wedding special. I I think it's funny how a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we don't have a second housewife show right now. Like we only have New Jersey to watch. I'm like, are you not watching Vanderpump Rules? Do you not know what's going on? Like take a few minutes just to watch that and you will be just as entertained as you would be watching a second housewife show, if not more so, if you ask me. Absolutely. And fear not, guys, because we have the Orange County Housewives with no trailer coming before we know it. (laughs) And also we're getting a Real Housewives of Atlanta trailer sometime this week on Love B. Scott. So there's a lot happening. We're getting our ladies back. You just got to be patient. And right now I feel like Bravo is feeding us enough drama. I don't know if we could take any more. So just chill out for a second. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Ricky, if they don't know, will you let them know where they can find you? Yes, you can follow me at Ricky Cornish on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If anyone here is actually based in Los Angeles, I'm going to be hosting a little happy hour tonight at Mickey's WeHo, which I'm super excited about. It's called Just Cocktails, um, and it begins at 8 p.m. So I will be there. So come out, come meet me, come hang out. Um, There's me shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah that's it right there so it should be a lot of fun all right so by the way i mean i feel like i lived my entire 20s in west hollywood and yes we know mickey's very well all right so we're hosting just cocktails clever play as we can see we understand the theme here guys so if you're in west hollywood go check out ricky you just came in to host this event I actually have been here all week. I got in here last Saturday. I went to the Human Rights Campaign Dinner on Saturday night, which was amazing. And then I covered the iHeartRadio Awards on Monday, which was super, super fun. Um, so then I'm hosting this tonight. And then I'm going to the Drag Race um, finale taping on Saturday. So this was like a whole week that I'm spending in LA just running around and doing all the fun things. Hey, you're busy. You're busy. All right. Well, guys, make sure you go check out Ricky. And Ricky, as always, I absolutely love these recaps. You know, I, I feel like they're so much fun and we just get through them. We get to the point and you're really spot on with your answers. So thank you for another successful recap. Oh my gosh. Anytime you want me, you know, I seriously love hanging out with you and thank you for setting me up so beautifully. Thank you for making this just such an easy and fun experience every single time. So I can't wait for the next one. Absolutely. And I'm going to go ahead and drop you down. We'll say goodbye for now and we will see you next time. See you later. All right. All right, guys. And also, before we go, I just wanted to show you this really quick. If you're interested in the merch, we keep on seeing. I mean, everyone keeps checking it out and I keep on having to do. So really how this works is if you go and you check out the merch and you're interested when you purchase, we end up sending you a personalized video. I filmed a lot this morning of hi, 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 guys. And I'm like, Adam, shut up with your annoying voice. But 
We have the It's My Show, Real Housewives of New Jersey inspired merch. And then of course, the Below Deck Anchor Watch merch and our Scandival Tom Girl Buy merch. We have more Vanderpump Rules and Real Housewives of Orange County inspired merch coming sometime, I guess in the next two weeks, but I'll keep you posted. So just make sure to go check it out on upandatomlive.com. And we'll see you tonight for the Vanderpump Rules after party at 10 p.m. Eastern. The link is pinned in the live chat. Love you guys. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.